let, let's just go for it. Why don't you tell us where the inspiration for your book came about? When um, in 2011, my husband Martin was diagnosed with kidney failure. And if he did not receive um, treatment, he would have an early death because people who are on dialysis have a shorter than average life expectancy. Mm. So we sought for a transplant. And as we looked for uh, someone who could be a living donor, because uh, kidneys from living donors are healthier and last longer than kidneys from deceased donors. There are a lot of reasons for that, medical reasons, but uh, the fact is if you can get a living donor kidney, it is healthier and better for you. So as we looked for a living donor, we were faced with the fact that that donor would have to give a huge sacrifice in order to save Martin's life, in order for him to live a better, more fulfilled life. And at that point in time, we saw an immediate parallel to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Without a donor, Martin's life would be shortened. Without our Savior, Jesus Christ, we would die eternally, spiritually, and physically forever. So that became a thing for us as we looked through and saw how much the Savior was in our lives. Later, the uh, donors that we tested, or the, the they weren't donors then, the volunteers who tested to be donors, when we uh, test, they were disqualified for one reason or another. So after a lot of prayer and family counsel, we decided that I would be tested to be a donor. Wow. And that was terrifying to me because I I have hated all things medical my entire life. But here's another wonderful parallel to Jesus Christ is that God prepares us for the things that we have to do in life. And we read in the scriptures that in Luke that Jesus grew and matured in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man. And uh, there's a quote that I have in my book by, I think it's President Lorenzo Snow, I don't have it off the top of my head, Mm. where he talked about how Jesus, when he was a baby, didn't know anything. Mm. And he had to learn just like we learn. And as I thought about it, he had to learn to walk and to talk. He had to learn to read the Torah. He had to He had to learn and grow. And by the time the supernal act of the atonement came to him, he was prepared for it. When I reflected upon my life, I was so terrified of medical things. Um, But there were a series of events that happened all throughout my life that by the time it came to this, I was prepared for it. So that was those are just a couple of examples of things where we saw mirrors to our savior and it was very powerful for me and it shaped um, our experience with the transplant and it became one of the most sacred things of my life it was one of the hardest things i have ever done Mm. but in the end it was so sacred and so wonderful that if i had a third kidney to donate to anyone i would do it well i love that That is a powerful experience. I've never heard a story like that before. It was very sacred and very, I feel very privileged to have been part of it. Absolutely. So when 
you're looking for donors, I guess, since you're your husband's kidney donor. Well, what matches do you have to, what, what things need to line up in order for that to work properly? Obviously, you have to match in blood type. Blood type. And um, so that was, that's an initial pre-screening match. Mm. And then there are other tests that they run once they get closer to um, finalizing a donor, a recipient a donor. They have to make sure that the donor and the recipient, they match in antibodies and tissue markers. And there are several different things that they have to look at. Oh, wow. Because it's not just blood type. There are um, antibodies that you build up just in the course of living that it that they may not match and they also want to make sure that the donor is healthy so i had to undergo a lot of tests to make sure that i was healthy enough to donate a kidney they would not want me to donate and then have my health be compromised because of it and my health is not i have excellent health but that was um that was one of the things that they had to look for. And in fact, as I, throughout this process, in the process of being a match, um, and you have to be different enough, I had to be healthy. And then I also had to be enough like my husband, I had to be a match. And that too, again, reminded us about the Savior, how he has to be both God in order to be able to do the atonement even at all. He would not have had the capability, the physical strength, the endurance, if he did not have, if he was not part God, but yet he had to be like us because God cannot make that kind of a sacrifice. God cannot be in the presence of sin. So Jesus had to be mortal as well. So he had to be different and yet the same, just like a donor has to be healthy and yet the same. Right. So that was a a really beautiful parallel for us there. That's wonderful. Well, without giving too much of your memoir away, did you want to highlight some of some other parallels um, that you do in your book? Yes, absolutely. There's one that um, I, it, there are a couple that I really think were very interesting. Um, first off, as we started progressing in, once he was diagnosed and, and started moving forward, I went with him to every doctor appointment and every visit. And uh, I didn't go with him every time to dialysis. I went a first couple of times, but it it became so much involved in our family that I remember talking to someone once and I'd say, well, we have an appointment with the doctor this week, or we are looking for, I mean, everything became we rather than Martin has a doctor appointment or Martin isn't Mm. well. It's it became we. Wow. And I thought about our Savior and how everything with us, I mean, he takes upon us our burdens. He feels what we feel at the moment that we are going through it. It's almost as if he goes through it with us. Now, right. obviously, I did not completely feel how Martin felt or our kids as they struggled to process and understand this. But I experienced it with them and alongside them, just as our Savior Jesus Christ experiences our trials alongside of us. He's there with us. He knows how we feel in a perfect way. And he's there to support us. So 
So I, I found that interesting. I kind of would have to stop and laugh sometimes and think, well, I guess really Martin has a doctor appointment. <laughs> but for me, I was so much a part of it right. that it became we are doing this. And Absolutely. it was we together. Absolutely. So that was one that was um, that was very powerful for us. Another is that um, there are times when we don't know what God knows. Mm. And there was an experience early on in the testing. Martin went and met with the doctors and they had to qualify him to be healthy enough to receive a transplant in the first place. Mm. Um, Some individuals with kidney failure aren't that healthy and they would not survive a transplant. So they had to test him. And among those tests, they wanted to check for things that would disqualify him. If he had cancer, that would disqualify him. If he'd had hepatitis, that would disqualify him. Just different tests and things that they would would have the potential of disqualifying. Now, I do have to say that this was, you know, 12 years ago. So there there are changes in the medical procedures and systems now. So Mm -hmm. the things that I'm relating may be different for anybody who is considering a transplant in the future. Sure. And every clinic has its own um, Practice. requirements. But this was our experience. So there was one time he had a whole bunch of lab tests drawn. And with them, it, we, we took a sneak peek through the patient portal because we're just dying to know, does he qualify or does he not qualify? Are we disqualified? So he, we started looking through the things and mm-hmm. it's like, Hepatitis A, negative. Oh, good. Hepatitis B, negative. Oh, good. And then we saw the antibodies developed for Epstein-Barr virus positive and our Mm. hearts dropped. We felt like the last shoe had dropped and he would be disqualified now because this test came back positive. Wow. So we went to the doctor um, a little while just later. It was um, he saw the doctor regularly because of the dialysis clinic. And he had an appointment and we met with the doctor and the doctor just proceeded about normal. And finally, we asked him, well, what about this test? It came back negative. Mm -hmm. And he just waved it aside. He said, well, 90% of the population tests positive for the Epstein-Barr virus. Oh, wow. And if you, yeah, I know, I was surprised. (laughs) But he said, if you tested negative and your donor tested positive, then we would need to give you an antiviral so that you didn't get it right oh. after the transplant. Oh it was a completely different thing. We did not understand anything. And Martin said, we don't know what we don't know. Right. And that is so often the way it is in our lives. Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, they know us and they know the future and they know what they want us to be. And we don't know what we don't know, but they know. And we need to, like, we have to trust the doctors on this. When our life gets difficult and full of things that we don't understand, we have to step back and say, we don't know. We don't know what eternity is going to be like in the shape of all of the things that work their way out. We just know that God has promised us an overwhelming fullness of joy. How all of the details are going to work out. We don't know. We just have to know what we do know. And what we do know is that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ love us and that they know it all. 
So that was that was another very important lesson we learned throughout the process. Wow, this is very powerful. I I love everything that you've shared so far. How has this strengthened your marriage, both through writing your book and also through the kidney donation to your husband? I cannot express how much it has strengthened our marriage. Martin was so grateful and so worried. He um to add complications to his worries, he had been married before and his first wife had died with breast cancer. Wow. So our family of six, um, four, his four older children were uh, children of Sherry's and then we had two together, but we worked really hard to blend a family and all of our kids, all six of our kids feel like we have, they have two mothers, mm. one on this side of the veil and one on the other side of the veil. Sure. And um, so he had already lost a wife to a medical tragedy. And for him to watch me go into surgery to risk my life, he was terrified. He was afraid that both mother and father would die and leave our six children orphaned. The statistics were so low. I mean, it was irrational. If it had been realistic, we wouldn't have done that. And so we moved forward. But the fear that he experienced was palpable. And mm. there, the love that he experienced as a result was so strong. And my love for him in giving this sacrifice to him was just powerful. I It reminds me again of how much the Savior loves us. I remember there was one time when the social worker, I needed to be interviewed to see if I could, you know, among the qualification things. And there was a time when Martin went with me to these appointments and the social, I met with a social worker and she asked him to leave. And um, he was like, okay. (laughs) So he left and she -hmm. looked at me and she said, I need to ask you a question. Are you feeling coerced in any way to do this? And I, and I could say, no, I want to do this. And she said, what if he did not take care of his transplant and you lost the kidney? because of his actions. Mm. And I really had to stop and think about that. And I believed in all my heart that he would not do that. And since then, he has proven very reliable in all of the requirements to keep the transplant. He has to take medications morning and night um, about the same time every day Mm. that uh, suppresses his immune system so that the kidney will not be rejected. And they give him side effects that are unpleasant but he doesn't because life is so much better with the transplant anyway I looked at the social worker and I said this is a gift I would be sad if he did not take care of it but this is a gift this is for him and I believe that he will but it's his choice and just that level of love that that was this very similar to, I mean, in a very small way. I don't mean to compare myself to the Savior, but I could understand the Savior better by understanding how much love he has for us, that he did the act of the atonement for us, whether or not we would accept or reject it. Right. And the love that we have felt for each other has just grown and when I was writing the book, I was very tried to be very sensitive to him. And I said, Martin, this makes 
us vulnerable. It's put your whole life on display. Right. He met a, my, a friend of mine recently, and she said, I feel like I know you because I read your book. And he, it's our lives just mm-hmm. out there on display. Absolutely. And he said, it's okay. We have this message to share about Jesus Christ. And as I wrote the book, I would read every chapter to him and we would cry together as we mm. relived many of these experiences. Absolutely. And he was the perfect, perfect beta reader and test for me. <laughs> he said, that just isn't working. Mm. He was a great one. He, he said, you know, this isn't working. And we would work the chapters together. So he really should be listed as a co-author because he helped wow. so much on this. Wonderful. Um, so it was, it was sweet. And our love is just deepened so much deeper because of this, um, of this experience that we shared. Absolutely. So what would you say to our listeners and future readers in order to invite them to read uh, your book? And will you state the full title for us, Michelle? Yes, I will. The full title is Mirrors of Jesus, Finding Parallels of Christ in Our Lives. And my author name is Michelle Dennis Christensen. You can um, find it on uh, Cedar Fort website, on Amazon, and there are also some copies now at Siegel Bookstore and at Desert Bookstore. And the one message that I really would love um, our listeners to know is that this is a book for them and their lives, not just about me and my husband. This is a book about Jesus Christ. And I really hoped as I was writing this book that it would not be about me. And I resisted the the phrase, a memoir. I did not want that put on my cover because I wanted this to be about Jesus Christ sure. and not about me. But it is a memoir mm. written in inspirational nonfiction style. So there are quotes and scriptures in it. Um, but I had a reader tell me, and, and this is what I hope all readers would find. Mm. She said, I read the book just to enjoy it. And then I went back and reread it, finding the parallels of Jesus Christ in my own life. Each chapter is set up under a specific topic. And my hope is that as the readers read this, that they too will find parallels to Jesus Christ in their lives. Because in the scriptures, it says, all things testify of Christ. And when it says all things, I believe it means all things, including our own lives. And everybody's life has a mirror and a parallel to Jesus Christ. And when we know that, when we can understand that, we learn to love him more. And as we love him more, we trust him more. And therefore, we have more strength to endure and hope for the future of our mortal lives and the future of eternity. Wow. Powerful message. Well, thank you so much again. I so appreciate it. Do you have another book coming around the corner? Or is this a standalone? I am no, I'm worried not as not really a sequel. So this is a standalone in that respect. But I do have more books coming around the corner. A book that I'm working on right now is about how learning about the characteristics and attributes of Christ strengthens our faith. And then I'm also working on a fiction book set in um it's a time travel for young adults. Uh set in 1820 Palmyra, where the main character travels back in time and actually meets Joseph Smith. Wow. I love that. How fun. Well, wonderful. So that, 
Thank you. Absolutely. Great.